0: Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right, guys, welcome back to the Making Meaningful Income podcast. So before we get started today, I have to laugh. Uh, It is 9 p.m. on a Friday night, and y'all are going to think I have no social life. I'm very extroverted. I took the big five personality tests. I'm like an 87% in the extroversion category. But I have this big group of friends that we hang out. We've been hanging out literally since the year 2000, if that dates me. We lived next to each other since I was a little kid, and there's like 20 of us now. We all hang out, and like the main bunch of them are on vacation today. So I'm like, ah, what do I do? What do I do? Um, so I'm like trying to find plans all night and I literally went on the dating apps. Like I've had the same dating apps. I've lived in the same area since like forever. And I'm like, I'm not going to find anyone. So like I tried making a quick makeshift date. Um, and then I'm like, maybe I'll have a bonfire and I'm eventually just like, I'm going to do the podcast. Like I'm actually excited to do this podcast. So today I, I'm actually genuinely excited to be here on this Friday night. We're doing a topic that's really important to me. Uh, it's emotional numbing. And if you guys don't take anything else I say and you don't apply it in your life or even like take the time to understand it, this is the most important thing in my opinion. And this is one of my favorite topics when it comes to building a meaningful life that's also mentally healthy and sustainable. So emotional numbing is when we turn to external sources to change how we feel internally. And I'm going to repeat that because it is so important. Emotional numbing is when we turn to external sources to change how we feel internally. And just as a side note, you also might hear this be called buffering, distracting, or avoiding. All right, so a few podcasts back, we did an exercise where you close your eyes and try to feel what feeling you had in your body. Now, I know you are all thinking, why do we need to feel our feelings? I just want to figure out what I I want to do with my life, right? Um, Feelings are what drive all action. Your emotions drive all action. So in order to figure out what you want to do with your life and have a meaningful source of income, a meaningful life in general, you have to understand your feelings. Let's go through the model again. A few episodes ago, I also did the life coach school model where I told you that circumstances are neutral facts. So if you kind of picture it like I'm at the top, we have circumstances, neutral facts about life. They're out of our control. Everyone has to agree it's a fact. There's no opinions here. So some examples of a circumstance would be like a tornado or somebody says something to you. Anyone else's actions, behaviors, what somebody else says, anything that's out of our control and it's a provable fact. Now, next we have thoughts. Now, a thought is literally just a sentence in your mind and thoughts are 100% in our control. That's where all of your power lies. So circumstances typically trigger thoughts which lead to feelings. So remember, an emotion is just a vibration in your body. And all thoughts cause emotions. Emotions do not exist without a thought causing it. All right, so after you have a feeling, feelings drive action. So this is why it's so important to understand what you're feeling in every given situation. Because if you can close your eyes, feel anxiety in your body, you can understand, whoa, I'm feeling anxious. And now you can try to find what thought that caused it and try to get to the root of that anxiety, right? Because if you're feeling anxious, it's going to drive you to act a certain way. Um, maybe you won't talk to the person that you're interested in, or you'll click your heels a bunch, or you're going to like run in circles, or you're going to shut down. So if you understand that you're feeling anxiety and you try to find the thought that caused it, you can deal with it properly and you get to the root. It's like They call it causal coaching because we're actually dealing with what the cause of the feeling and the action is. All right. And the last part of the model is the results. And the results can be defined as just the cumulative effects of all your actions. So if we're looking at the model again, we're going to start up top with a circumstance. That's a fact. And then thoughts are typically triggered by circumstances. And thoughts are optional. And they don't always feel optional, but they are if we can get in tune with our body. Now, thoughts always cause emotions, which are just vibrations in our body. Emotions always drive actions, and then our results are just the cumulative effects of all of our actions, okay? So circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. That is the life coaching model that Brooke Castillo teaches in the Life Coach School, and that is kind of what we're running off, especially when we're talking about emotional numbing, So you might be thinking, I know this, you already taught me this, this is obvious, but I cannot stress it enough how important it is to understand this model, especially when it comes to emotional numbing. Because there's a difference, you have to understand where your emotions are in your actions. So for example, a lot of people numb over their emotions with marijuana or alcohol. Now, depending on what emotion you're feeling is going to determine if it's actually a numbing situation or if you're just casually having a beer or smoking weed. So it's important to understand that model in order to fully grasp what emotional numbing is. All right, so let's get back into emotional numbing now that you have a better idea of the model. So when we numb over emotions, here's how it typically looks. We, f- we think a thought that creates discomfort in our body. Now, a lot of people have no idea what they're feeling at any given moment. So all they know is that they feel some form of discomfort. It could be anxiety. It could be self-hatred. It could be pain. It could be sadness. It could be loneliness. It could be any emotion, right? But they just know that it's uncomfortable and they want to get out of it. So they'll reach for their vape or they will grab a beer or they have just eaten dinner and then they're going and eating cake out of the refrigerator. And a lot of people are totally unaware of this. So what happens is when we're doing these things, things compulsively and we're numbing over our emotions we aren't typically aware of the source of it which is always our thought but because we're not aware we just feel discomfort in our body remember we're feeling that emotion that vibration in our body we don't name it we don't feel it we're scared of it we don't allow it in our body and then we rush to get out of it by using typically an external source like beer even like social media watching tv right so like this is this is very interesting sometimes when we're bored People want to get out of boredom, right? Like boredom isn't a fun emotion most of the time. We're always trying to get out of it. So it's uncomfortable. So instead of allowing that boredom to just be there and just sit with it, we rush to get out of it. So we're like, oh my gosh, I'm bored. I need to watch TV. I have to go have some beers. And what that does is it teaches us that when we have an uncomfortable emotion in our body, we need to solve for it. Like there's something wrong with us and we need to solve for it externally, the only cure for emotions is just sitting and allowing it through. So that's why it's so important to understand what emotion you're feeling in your body. I know some people are probably listening to this thinking, it doesn't matter what emotion I'm feeling. Like I'm trying to figure out my life. I want to just get a meaningful job and make money. But it's like, you're not going to ever have a meaningful life in in any area of your life if you don't know what emotions you're feeling. Because again, emotions drive all action and they are also telling you, they're telling your body what you're thinking. If you're not aware of your thoughts and your emotions, you're not going to have a very meaningful life and you're always going to be reactive instead of actually building a life that you want. So there are three different ways that you can deal with emotion, I should say. Um, One is not right or wrong, but there's three different ways to deal with them. When it comes to emotion, you can either allow, resist, or numb. Those are your options. All right, so when you numb over an emotion, what you're doing is distracting yourself from it without processing it. So my, one of my favorite poets, <laughs> I shouldn't even say that. I know like two of his poems, The Road Less Traveled, that's one of them, but Robert Frost. And he says that the best way out is always through. And I read that when I was learning about mental health and I thought, oh my God, that's so amazing because when we're talking about emotions, it's so right. Right. The only way out of emotions is by dealing with them, going through them. You cannot numb over them. You cannot resist them. They always come back. The only way to deal with emotion is by allowing them, processing them, understanding them. You cannot push them away and you cannot numb over them unless you continuously just numb, 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 numb forever indefinitely. But that's when you get people that are alcoholics or drug addicts. They're always numbing over that emotion. And even that isn't sustainable, right? Like we've all seen people that are alcoholics. It's not um, something that lasts forever or is sustainable. All right. So when we're talking about emotion, again, you can resist them. So let's talk about resisting. So this is the analogy that is used in the life coaching world. When you resist emotion, imagine that you're holding a balloon filled with air underwater. You're like holding it, holding it. It's like slipping out, slipping. And then it eventually just pops up and explodes, right? That's what happens when you resist emotion. Now, remember my quote. The best way out is always through. And when it comes to emotions, the only way out is always through. If you resist, they come back with a vengeance. If you numb, they don't go away. You're just numbing over them and they come back again stronger when the numbing no longer works. So again, you can either allow your emotion, you can numb over it, or you can resist it. Now, a lot of you are going to be kind of confused the difference between allowing and resisting because they can seem similar to the untrained eye. So when you are allowing emotion, this is what it looks like. Imagine that I'm experiencing anxiety. If I were to allow anxiety, I would take a deep breath, close my eyes, feel it in my body. I would say, okay, my hands are shaky. My heart's beating pretty fast. I'm jumping my leg up and down and my chest is a little bit tight. This feels like anxiety. So what I do is take a deep breath again and say, this is anxiety in my head. It's okay. I'm experiencing anxiety and that's all right. That's part of the human experience. Now resisting, it looks similar to people, but it's not the same. It's very different. In fact, resisting is I should not be experiencing anxiety. You, this is a good example too, is when people die, I know super harsh, right? But when people are, are at funerals and they're sad, you see people resisting that emotion sometimes. And when they're resisting, it's temporary. You can push it away and you can push it away, but eventually you're going to break. Like have you ever seen when somebody overreacts to something that just really isn't that big of a deal? Like maybe somebody cuts them off in traffic and they just lose it or something, some equivalent emotionally. That's usually a really good sign that they are resisting emotion or not processing through emotion properly in their lives. So that's the difference between allowing and resisting is that allowing is sitting with it, accepting that it's part of your experience, and saying, it's okay that I'm feeling this. You're coming from compassion and love. You have your own back. And then resisting is saying, I shouldn't feel this, and trying to get out of it as quickly as possible. And then that typically leads to numbing, right? So now, instead of resisting or allowing, I'm literally grabbing a beer to get out of anxiety. Or I'm walking away and pacing the room to get out of anxiety. In the mental health world, this is something that I was very much struggling with when I was learning about mental health and working at the psychiatric hospital. They used to teach classes on coping and they would say, well, if you're stressed or anxious, you should just distract it by like coloring or reading a book or walking away. You learn about that in the normal mental health curriculum is that you're coping. Quote unquote, I'm doing the hand quotes right now. That's what coping looks like. Now, I always thought there was something missing because when you're quote unquote coping, you're not dealing with the root of the issue. So like if I have anxiety, wouldn't you want to know why you're feeling anxious? It's always a thought. It's always a thought, but wouldn't you want to know why you're anxious as opposed to, well, I just need to color. I need to color or I need medication. Like I need to just get rid of that. And just so you guys know, medication for a lot of people is a way that they emotionally numb. Like I've met so many people in my life and you know, again, I'm not a licensed therapist or clinical psychologist or psychiatrist, but I've met a lot of people in my life who are in their early twenties who are on anti-anxiety medication. And I asked them, why are you on this? And they say, because I have anxiety. I'm like, have you ever actually tried to figure out why you have anxiety? And they're like, no, of course not. My doctor gave this to me because this, I have anxiety. So this is what I should do. They don't even question it. It's pretty remarkable. Once you sit down and think about it, that they're not even questioning why they're on medication and not dealing with the root of it, right? You're covering it up. Now, again, that's not always the case. You know, every pill taken is not numbing, just like every beer drink is not numbing and medication is awesome and it has its place. But if you are using medication when it's not necessary to numb over your emotions and not deal with the root of the issue, then I personally don't agree with that. And you can have your own opinions. I love that you have your own opinions, but that's mine. Okay, so I like to get to the root of the issue. Now, the reason I like this material on numbing so much is because I think it applies so much to people's lives. They spend their whole lives numbing, and they don't even realize they're doing it. And it's so powerful. If you sit down before you have a beer or before you hit your vape, or before you eat more than your body needs and just try to feel what emotions in your body. If there is a negative emotion there and you realize, holy crap, I don't feel good. Like I'm emotionally not okay right now. And I didn't even realize that. Just doing that exercise like once a week and just being aware of it, even one time, is life changing. Because you go, wait a minute, I'm feeling anxiety right now. Like that's, I can feel it in my body. I know where it is. I can name it. And you go, wait a minute. Is that all that is? That's just a feeling in my body. I don't need to run away from it. I can allow this in my body with compassion and love and accept that it it's part of my experience without resisting it. And then I don't have to react to it. That is the secret to weight loss. That is the secret to life. If you can sit with fear and allow it and accept it and love that that's part of your experience without reacting to it, you've just unlocked the ability to deal with fear. You can do anything in your life. There is nothing more powerful than being able to feel fear without running away from it. Seriously. So when it comes to making meaningful income, you're going to have to do a lot of things that are going to scare you because it's not easy to make a meaningful income. You're going to have to do things that you've never done before. If you had done them before, it wouldn't be scary (laughs) and you'd already be making meaningful income. So when it comes to numbing, this is really, really important for your life and it's going to unlock the key to an exceptional, extraordinary life. (laughs) All right. So hopefully I've sold numbing for you and how important it is. So now we're going to do a little bit more of education, then we're going to do an exercise. So just so you guys know, we have two brains. I'm going to totally oversimplify it. So any neurologist listening or anything like that, please just know that I'm talking in Andrew third grade talk, and this is what I'm going to bring to the table. (laughs) So we have two brains. We have our lower brain, the the, I guess the animal brain. And then we have the prefrontal cortex. So for example, on a dog, they have a lower brain. They do not have a prefrontal cortex. They have a lower brain that pretty much has said it keeps you alive. So in one of the episodes, remember I said the emotional triad is what, um, the life coaches call it. It's pretty much to avoid discomfort, seek pleasure and do it as efficiently as possible. So that's what, That's what dogs are working off of. That is what animals have. Um, They have the lower brain, the animal brain. And that brain is pretty much just like seeking pleasure, right? Dopamine, good. Pain, bad. Save energy. So we all have that brain. And then pretty much our prefrontal cortex is the one that's able to think ahead and plan for the future. And that's just slapped right on top of the old brain. They're like, just slap that that shit on there. You know what I mean? Like it's a decal on a cheap car. It's like one of those freaking... Hey, look at my family. I have five kids and I have like the dog and I'm sorry. I don't like those stickers with all the family. Like don't tell everyone how many family members you have, how many dogs you're just asking for people to know way more than they should about your family. I'm just kidding. Okay. So anyways, your lower brain is going to seek pleasure. So what our society has done is totally take advantage of our lower brain. Now, what I mean by that is that they've taken things that release dopamine like food alcohol, nicotine, again, porn, anything that naturally releases dopamine and they've just totally concentrated it. They're like, concentrate that shit up. We're going to get a food guy in here that's studied eight years in food, crispy technology. And when he bites that Lay's chip, it better be the crispiest crunch ever. That's going to release so much dopamine that they're going to come back to that chip every time. So this is what happens. In addition to our, our lower brain, just working how it is, Um, our society artificially concentrates things. And this is like sugary foods, alcohol, porn, and it releases an unnaturally large dopamine or quote unquote happiness response in our brains. So what this does is it tricks our brains into thinking that these things are way more important than things that are not artificially concentrated, like making meaningful income or having goals and achieving them or going on a date and having like a genuine connection with someone or just eating healthy foods. So things that naturally release dopamine, like everything that used to exist before our society concentrated them, don't seem so important. And now when we're emotionally numbing, it's easier for us to think that the numbing substances are way more important because they're lighting up our dopamine responses. So it feels way more important than it is to have a beer on a Friday night than to make a podcast. And that's really dangerous because it's really easy to emotionally numb. So when we're not aware of, that this is what we're doing, we're running away from emotion in this moment and we're doing it with something that releases so much dopamine that it's like impossible for us not to want it, it's really deadly. And that's how you get people who spin out in the same cycles their whole life and never grow because they're using their lower brain, right? Instant gratification and they're numbing over emotions. So again, not every beer drink is an emotional number, but if you're not aware of your emotions, you're gonna drink a lot more beer. (laughs) All right. So let's look at like just a typical, I made like a typical model of how a numbing would look, especially if you're not aware of it. So the circumstance, remember that's a fact. So circumstance could be that I have a job. That's a fact. Everyone can say, yes, this person does have a job. Now the thought that you could think when you get home from work is I'm stuck at my crappy job. Like how many of us have thought that when you get home from work, you go, is this or this thought, is this my life? You're like literally sitting at home going, is this what I'm going to do tomorrow, the next day, the next five years? This is all that my future is. And what that triggers is a feeling, and that thought's going to trigger a pretty negative feeling, right? Like um, dread. (laughs) And when that happens unconsciously, we're feeling dread in our bodies. If we are not able or willing to acknowledge that that is what we're feeling, we're going to take actions that are probably going to get out of that emotion as fast as possible without even realize that we're escaping dread. For example, a lot of people get home from work. They don't like their jobs. They are not excited for tomorrow. And they're like, oh, cool. I have three hours before I have to be you know, asleep for work the next day. So they smoke weed. And what's the results of smoking weed every night after work? Well, you remain in your crappy job. But again, if, you know, be compassionate with yourself. If you're not aware this is going on and that's what's causing you wanting to smoke is that you're having thoughts that are creating dread, then you're going to keep doing it. So you know, the minute that you start realizing this is what you're doing in your life, you're going to want to feel like guilt about it. But let me tell you is that guilt is not a useful emotion. Guilt does not create the actions you need to create a better life for yourself. So have compassion. Remember, you've got to have your own back. And then you can at least try to figure out, you know, with compassion, a a more appropriate thought that's going to create a better emotion that's going to lead to better results. So this whole thing is a process. Like nobody, I've never asked anyone, I've I've talked to, to a lot of people about this. And when I mentioned like numbing or buffering or whatever you want to call it, nobody ever acknowledges that's what they're doing. Like they're totally unaware of it. Nobody wants to admit that they're numbing over their emotions with alcohol, right? And they probably aren't even aware that that's what they're doing. So be compassionate with yourself. But if you're creating results that you're not happy with, then it's time to start becoming aware. All right, so this episode is going a little bit longer than normal, but it's so worth it. Like, this is such a valuable episode, so please cherish it. All right, so I know a few episodes ago, I just had to stop my brother. I literally just had to scream at my brother to stop barking. He's in the shower and he starts barking. My dog started barking. He started barking over the dog. Like I'm living with a caveman. So I'm like, why did I just, I literally scream, stop Jimmy, stop barking, Jimmy. And it just said that casually. Like it wasn't a big deal until I caught myself. And I'm like, what, why am I saying this to my brother? Why is that something I have to say to my brother? All right. So we're in an exercise. I know a couple episodes ago we did one on learning how to feel. And we're going to do that again, because if you don't know if you're numbing over your emotions or not, then this is the exercise to tell you if you're numbing. So close your eyes, take a deep breath. And tell me what emotion you're feeling right now. You can say it out loud. Um, Again, emotions are just a vibration in our body. So feel where it is in your body. What are your hands doing? Is your tongue like tight or like moving around a lot? I know it's kind of a weird question. Is it like stuck to the roof of your mouth? Are your feet jumping? Is your heart heavy? Is there pressure in your chest? Try to figure out what emotion you're feeling. And avoid saying just good or bad if you can. Some people who are very emotionally unaware are just going to start there, good or bad. But be aware, there are like literally 3,000 words in the English alphabet, the English language, to describe emotion. So like examples would be anxiety, uh, you're feeling deprived, agitated, doubtful, optimistic, or resentful. You know, get specific. Because really specific emotions, you can track to really specific thoughts. So it's important. All right. So the next question is, where are you feeling that emotion in your body? So again, it's kind of in a line with the first question. But for example, I feel anxiety is a pressure in my chest. My heart beats quickly and there's a lot of energy in my hands and legs like they're moving a lot. All right. So how does this emotion make you want to react? This is where the work gets interesting. If I'm feeling anxiety, for example, if I'm feeling anxiety, it makes me want to pace around the room and tap my legs. I also have a strong urge to get up and distract myself from completing this podcast. Like if I'm anxious, I'm like, I got to get out of it and like, I'll go grab a beer. Right. And I won't even realize that the trigger was that I'm feeling anxious and the, the real trigger was a thought. All right. So if you could paint this emotion as a landscape, what would it look like? I love this question because if you can imagine a landscape in your mind, when you have this feeling for visual learners, next time you have this feeling, that landscape's going to pop up in your mind and then you're immediately going to know this is anxiety and then you can deal with it properly and try to find the thought. All right. And then finally, why are you feeling this emotion? And now remember, it's kind of a trick question because emotion is always caused by a thought. So example, and we're talking about anxiety. I am thinking that I don't have enough time to finish this podcast before my brother finishes showering and wants to hang out. And that's literally why I'm feeling anxious. And I'm trying not to talk fast or feel rushed. Um, but now that I can track down that's why I'm feeling this in my body, I don't need to react to it. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling anxious because of this thought. And I don't need to numb over it or get out of it or stop recording. I know why I'm feeling anxious. And just the, the act of awareness is healing in itself. All right. So many people spend their whole lives numbing over emotions that they learned to avoid as kids. Think about that for a second. Like we form these beliefs as kids that we're unlovable, and then when we feel unlovable, we overeat, and then we spend our entire 20s, 30s, and 40s overeating and not understanding the root, which is always a thought, or in this case, a belief. And a belief is just a thought that we've had over and over. So um, just by identifying the emotion in their bodies, they've already won half the battle. The other half of the battle is won by simply allowing the emotion in your body without reacting to it. You don't need to react to emotion. That's so powerful. But if you don't know what emotion you're feeling, you're way more likely to react to it. All right, everyone. So we're almost done with this episode, but I just want to say a few more things. When it comes to numbing over your emotions, I typically take people who say they have no idea what they want to do with their lives. They come to me like that. And this is where I start. Because typically when people are so emotionally unaware and they have all these distractions and numbing substances in their life, they're also numbing over their desires. So what happens is these concentrated desires become really desirable to our body. So like even if we have a natural desire to do artwork or own a business, if we're constantly numbing with things like beer or porn or nicotine that release this really big dopamine release in our brain, we're going to think those things are more important and we're genuinely going to have no idea how to move forward and make goals for our life because our brain is only focused on these numbing substances. So it's really important if you come to me or you're saying to yourself right now, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Try cutting out those nubbing substances. That is the place to start. And I mentioned that in the first, uh, the first or second episode, I mentioned that. And it's so important because if you don't know, it's probably because your brain thinks that everything else is so important. That's the instant gratification stuff. So it's really hard for your brain to make meaningful goals. And then finally, I just want to make a note on desire. Again, I know I did the whole desire tank episode where you have like 100 units of desire, but when you're using these numbing substances, your brain, again, thinks that they're way more important than they are. So when you are using 40 units of desire on nicotine every day, thinking about when you're going to hit your vape again, where you're going to buy another vape, what flavor it is, um, how much you want in every situation, you're like waiting for it after dinner, like that uses up a lot of your energy spent on desiring things. So when you're always thinking about nicotine, Your actual goals and path forward are going to be not existent. They're like, there's not going to be because you're not going to have enough desire and energy to think about those things. It is a real thing that happens. So if you're at the point where you don't know what you want to do at all, you have no idea, try cutting out all those substances or just one of them and see what takes its place. So we're going to wrap up right now. I know this has been a little bit of a longer one, but I cannot stress enough how important this is for you in your life. So emotional numbing, again, is when we turn to external sources to change how we feel internally. The cure to our emotions is always internal. We always deal with them by processing them and allowing them with compassion and trying to find out the thoughts that are causing them. And just a final note, if you're feeling negative emotion, there's nothing wrong with you. It's part of the human experience. So allow it. Question it, where it's coming from. If it's a negative emotion and it's a thought that you have that you don't want to change, then don't change the thought, but you also don't have to react to the emotion it's causing. There's nothing wrong with negative emotion. There are times where we have thoughts and beliefs that are hurting us unnecessarily, and then we can deal with that, but not every negative emotion is something that you have to change. It's just something you could allow in your body without reacting to or just understand where it's coming from. Again, awareness is healing all in itself. Thank you so much for listening. This will change your life. Listen to this episode a few times if you have to. Um, and let me know what you're thinking in the comments. So also, just a final note, I know I said a lot today, but please, if you're liking this podcast, please, please, please give me a review and let me know what's happening. Like, reach out to me because I don't get very much feedback. And I know this stuff's important and I know I like talking about it. But just to hear feedback and what y'all are thinking would really be helpful to me. So thank you so much. See you next week.